Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. Hey, hey, all right. Um, here we are, episode 44 now. Wow. All right. Uh, this one's, as I promised, uh, strictly combat sports. I'm going to just be talking about boxing and UFC, so it'll be a little bit of a shorter podcast. Um, as usual, uh, I got my lucky uh, Aztec-themed eagle skull. And my Eagles foam football, which I caught from Zach Ertz uh, at the Eagles parade, um, actually mossed a 10-year-old kid for it. Um, that's how I ended up getting that. He, he had no chance. I mean, he came up to my chest. Uh, we'll say this. He low-key got his hands on it, like on the bottom, like his fingertips kind of touched it a little bit. Uh, but, I mean... I just had one, the strength. Two, obviously the size. He wasn't very tall. I think maybe four eight. I'm six three, so I had that going for me. Um, <clears throat> his dad was in front of him, pretty disappointed in me. <laughs> um, uh, not just because I mossed his son, but then. I kind of showboated a little bit, and, you know, I was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, I caught it from Zach Ertz. Like, Zach Ertz is throwing you a foam football. There's a 10-year-old kid. You know you can out-jump him. What do you do? You fucking moss the 10-year-old kid. Uh, I'm not, I do not regret it. Um... What else? What else? Uh, oh, so I was thinking about this the other day, and it's like right before I was going to sleep, because um, my hips were kind of hurting, and I was oh man. So I kind of need to do some like hip mobility or hip flexibility workouts, stuff like that. And I was thinking about it, and I was like. You know, uh, like one, maybe I was like, oh, like what about like, like hip rotations? That might feel really good too. And I was all, knowing me, I'm going to like rotate my hips and like twist my spine weird. Uh, and, (laughs) and it'll sever my spine and paralyze me and causing me to fall face down, ass up in the air and just having to wait for my girlfriend to come home (laughs) <laughs> or somebody hear me calling because I'm paralyzed, and then they just have to come into that. Uh, and so I thought, like, how funny and awful that would be. Uh, that's, I guess, just an insight to how my brain looks. I don't know. Or thinks. Uh, I thought about this the other day, too, because we were vacuuming, and our dog bruiser was just going, her dog bruiser, was just going... 
bonkers because obviously most dogs per usual don't like the vacuum. And it was funny because then like, uh, so she went to go vacuum, uh, vacuum the, uh, the, the bedroom and he was on his mat and he was just perked up just looking off in the distance <laughs> and I was all oh man his worst nightmare <laughs> because he knows that she uses it or like that like people when they have the vacuum like he knows that like you're touching it and he thinks it's really evil and I was all what like his worst nightmare would be like if the door opened and just the vacuum came out and not her, he would just lose his shit. Like, because to him, he thinks like they're kind of like fighting this whole time, probably. And so, if just the vacuum comes out, like that would be his worst nightmare. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of dogs, uh, my. My best friend, he, uh, you know, Mikey, he is having a kid. Uh, the kid's name is Harper. They named it, I want to say, four months ago. I remembered that her that she was named about a month and a half ago. But we were talking, and <laughs> okay, honestly, when he was bringing up. Uh, we were talking about like the pregnancy and stuff like that, and he mentioned her name, and that's when I remembered her name was Harper. So that's the that's the honest truth. Um, but this is now how I forever remember her name because throughout the conversation, just to like mess with him, I kept repeating her name as H Dog. <laughs> so. Throughout the whole the whole day, I'd be like, "So, what are you gonna do if H Dog comes home and she's high?" And he's all, "Man, I don't know. You know, that's a long ways away." Kind of giving those <laughs> answers, and then after a while, he goes, "Dude, why do you?" He's like, "Why do you keep calling her H Dog? Stop it!" <laughs> he goes, "I thought you were just being funny for the first two times, and now <laughs> you just keep going." Um. I've just noticed that I was laughing a lot during that. Sorry about that. That was probably pretty obnoxious and gross. Um, last thing I want to say before I get into the usual stuff, uh, this new show I started watching, Black Summer. It's on Netflix. Super, super good. Uh, the new season just came out. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fucking awesome. And it's what I would say... Very, very, very realistic as to what would happen in a zombie apocalypse. Um, little heads up, spoilers if you're going to go watch it. The, the zombies are a little OP. They're a little closer to, uh, they're not like I Am Legend, but they're close to it. Um, you still You can still stand a fighting chance and you don't have to like, like, like you can win hand-to-hand combat, you know? It's not like World War Z or I Am Legend where if you don't get it down with the magazine that you have, you are should have left one bullet for yourself sort of thing because uh, you're, you're just done. Um, good news is if those zombies get to you, you're dying probably really quickly. 
Uh, like the ones like Walking Dead, that's a real painful slow death. Uh, sorry about that. Got carried away. As always, merch. Just go buy a shirt, guys. Personally, look, I personally think the white one looks better uh, with the logo. Um, now, the all black one does have that like full spacey feel to it. I do agree with uh, the masses out there. Um, but I feel like it makes the logo pop a little more. Best logo in the game. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out, uh, Nico Freak Show. Um, you can also just go to teespring.com, tr uh, look in Kyle Trost or Trost Talk. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at Trost Talk. Uh, link in the bio for uh, to buy a shirt. You can also uh, listen to any of my podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, soon to be YouTube, and please subscribe to the show. Um, yeah. This is what I will say. Uh, just a fair warning. This is full combat sports today. Just of what I watched. Uh, kind of like recapping. Look, I am very... I've been watching combat sports for now, I would say, pretty hardcore for three years. Uh... I am not claiming to be an expert. These are my opinions. This is just from what I watched. And like how hard, like I watched the early prelims on pay-per-views. Like I watch all the prelim fights. Like I, I plot myself on the couch all day Saturday after I get shit done in the morning, guys. Don't worry. And I I watch all the fights. Um, that being said... Um, <clears throat> UFC, Gane, Volkov. I'm kind of more disappointed in myself that I got this call wrong because I think I say Volkov. I just thought he was going to touch him, but I mean, Gane did a great job of not being able or of not letting Volkov get his shots off. Yeah, he was doing a lot of kicks, but they weren't even damaging kicks. Uh, Volkov. Did a great job. You know, the thing that he is great about is he the way he moves. He bounces around. He, he moves like a lighter weight fighter, but he's a big dude. He seems, and maybe this is just me, but he seems to be the only heavyweight who doesn't have that one-touch power. Um, He's like a unanimous decision type fighter. Which at the heavyweight division, I think is kind of scary because you really, really got to be on guard the entire fight. Like, it's not like, like you know, you get at these lower weights, like, you can kind of get caught looking and get and eat a big shot, and it's not going to KO you, where it's like, you can't, at heavyweight, everybody, seemingly except for Gane, has that one-touch ability where you kind of just got to, you got to be on your on your, you know, on your shit the whole time. Um, <clears throat> it was a good fight. You know, Gane really frustrated Volkov. Like, you could just tell Volkov he was like, I can't get anything off that I want to do. I, he just, and he's not going to take him down. Like, you know, they're, neither one of them are really ground people. Uh, now Gane is going to be fighting 
um, Derek Lewis for the interim title, which I'll get into that later. But on the matchup, you know, that's where it kind of gets interesting. Is like you got to go five rounds and not, uh, and you pretty much got to just tee off on Derek Lewis and just do not get caught by one of his hammers for 25 minutes. That's a hard task. But some uh, other fights that I want to pre uh, I want to uh, shout out. Um, this guy he fights out of my uh, hometown, Sacramento. Uh, Andre Feely. The reason I want to shout out one he he looks really good. But the reason I want to shout him out is because I think he has the greatest nickname because he's <laughs> Andre Touchy Feely. Love it, absolutely. He's for I am forever a fan now. It's clever, it's funny, and it, I, I, it's witty. I love it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, he also was doing great. Uh, it did suck in that fight. Uh, did have to go to a no contest uh, for an eye poke on him, uh, by him, I should say. Um, uh, clearly accidental. Just sucks that the uh, the doctor called it because you know he wanted to continue. He clearly could not see, um, but you know, it, it's it's like what do you do, right? Like what do you do? You you gotta kind of somewhat go, hey, this truly is for the benefit on the, of the health of the fighter, and appreciate that because he's gonna in the long run actually appreciate that. Because what happens if like in the next you know a minute later he comes in and then boom. Because he, he can't see, he gets a clean shot, shatters his orbital. You know, like what? Then you're like, man, it should have been stopped earlier. Look, the, look at the replay. He he was holding up three fingers. He said one. You know, then you get that. <clears throat> the other thing is, you know, both of them wanted to continue, uh, and you know, you you hate to see that go onto your record. So, <sighs> you know, if you're torn. If you have an opinion on it, I, I put it this way: I can see I can see your opinion on either side, either way you want to look at it. Um, my boy Kennedy, I I want to I just do not like mispronouncing these people's names. It just feels super disrespectful. Um, so I I will give it my all, but I do apologize. Because, you know, they do have the right to say their full name. I just don't know that I'm going to. You know when you think the page is broken, but really <laughs> you're just being a nitwit? Like, I just didn't scroll down. I was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Jekuwu? Kenny Dejekuwu? I think that's his name. Um, well... He was the one I was really interested in fight uh, because he fought on the early prelims or prelims uh, for the Jan Blachowicz, uh israel Adesanya fight. And he was the one who beat Israel's boy, like <laughs> KO'd him hard. Um, he, I was interested to see how he was faring. And, the, you know, the other guy was dominating in the first round, but it, there was no damage being done. He wasn't getting anything done. At worst, he made him tired. Um, 
There was really nothing there. Um, and, you know, as, as soon as he gets going, man, he is a tough son of a bitch. I am interested to see what happens. If he, I do think he's ready for like a, a number 15 guy. So I'm curious to see how he does in those higher rankings. But he is a problem if he gets going. If he gets going in the stand-up and he's... He takes a lot of partial hits because it's like, you know, it's MMA, they only have four-ounce gloves. So he puts his hands up, but... You know, they're they're hitting him. They're hitting him, but they're not hitting him clean. But he takes a lot of damage that way. So I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, he clearly works on his uh, get-ups and uh, his wrestling. So, you know, uh, you, you hope to see him keep progressing. So, um, Shavkat, problem in the welterweight division coming. Guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed. He, all that's all. All I'm gonna say is he looks good. He's only had two fights, I think, now in the UFC, uh, and he looked great in both of them. Um, these grapplers, man, it's becoming huge. These grapplers, everybody's becoming grapplers, um, or has to learn, or you really learn how to defend it. Um, big ripoff, biggest news, the ripoff, Francis Ngannou having an interim heavyweight title fight go on after only winning the championship 90 days later or 90 days ago. It's, it's disheartening. First of all, interim titles are annoying. They're they're absolutely ridiculous. It it makes sense if you know, like, the guy is going to be out for the like like the Aljamain Sterling one would make sense. Like you could have had an interim title fight to keep that division moving, and then that guy keeps being champion until that until he's you know healthy, and then they fight or whoever the new interim title is. Um, but for this, no. 90 days, no. You got to give him... Like, if he's not... If he's turning down fights for eight months, that's one thing. That's one thing. It's just, you know... You got Jake Paul saying stuff about fighter pay. You got people literally trying to talk shit about him publicly now who are UFC fighters. And now he does something like this. It's just not a good look. And, you know, it, it's what sucks is because the UFC is a big company. They're huge. And they put on great shows. He's not really going to hear get the the pain from it because, you know, it's uh, just a big company that, you know, it's just not going to happen. People are going to continue to watch it. Like what you would need for an a- absolute, like you would need like literally all the champions in top five of each division to go to Bellator or something. Or in top three. Top three contenders from each division. Weight class goes to Bellator. That's like, that's a, 
type of thing you would need for them to really be like, oh, fuck, we got to change some things. Um, uh, other thing I do want to say, like this, like Usman, this is where it's just weird, is the Usman thing is like, the everybody knows the fight to make is Colby versus Usman. And I'm, wonder, I'm curious if he's fending off because he's just training for Colby and he just wants extra time to train. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of that where it would be like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, other than that, he's really ducking. It's like, do you, you really want to fight Nate Diaz? Nate Diaz, the guy who literally lost for 24 minutes of that fight, and it wasn't even close. Now you're trying to fight him for the title? Why? That doesn't make any sense. You want to fight Michael Chiesa? And here's the thing. First of all, I, I like Colby. I think Colby is really good. I think he can beat him. After seeing the improvements Usman's made in his striking, I would, if I had to put, if like someone gave me $1,000 and I had to lay a bet, I'd probably put money on Usman. So I don't know why he would be ducking this. I know he doesn't like him, and so he really just doesn't want him to have this fight, but it's like it's the only fight to make. It really is. It's the only fight to make. Um, Obviously, Wonder Boy. I think if Wonder Boy beats Burns, you got a great, you have a great uh, argument there, and I would agree with that. It would be now or never for Wonder Boy anyways. Um, you can get it out of the way. Um, hmm. Maybe he's waiting for that, but that's the only thing I could think. Maybe he's waiting for the Wonder Boy fight because he thinks that it would sell, which I, I do think it would. I do think that fight would sell. So, I would suck for Colby, but... Wouldn't be bad by Usman. Um, I was going to talk about Luke Rockhold and Hamza Shemaya, but why? You know, why? Uh, on to boxing. Um, watched the two big fights over the weekend. Uh, Davis versus Barrios. Davis going up to 140, and then Lomachenko. Nakatani. Okay, so... Lomachenko uh, fought uh, Masayoshi Nakatani. Um, it wasn't even close from start to finish. Um, it was... Uh, yeah, it w wasn't even close, to be honest. Um, every round was Lomachenko, and then he finished him in the ninth. He probably could have stopped it in the eighth, um, but I get why he didn't. Um, he's a tough son of a bitch in Nakatani. Uh, his last loss and only, he's only had two losses to Lomachenko and to, to, uh, Teofimo, uh, Lopez, who just beat, as we know, um, oh, that sucks. Um, uh, who just beat, uh, Lomachenko. 
And Tiafimo beat Nakatani, unanimous decision, 12 rounds. Um, didn't finish him. And so this was kind of like a message fight. Lomachenko, he obviously now he wants to fight Lopez, get all of his titles back. Um, so that's his goal. Be a good fight. I know Lopez has a fight coming up. So he's got to do that. And if he doesn't lose, if he loses, it's always funny. It's because it's like, okay, what happens if he does lose though? You know, like then Lomachenko doesn't need to fight him. Just go fight that guy for the belts. Um, so that would kind of suck. So you hope he wins, I guess, so that he can get the rematch and it means something. Um, Davis, after losing a, pretty much all the way up until the eighth round, he started to look sharp in the uh, – he started to come on in, uh, at the fifth. Uh, I would say he really turned it up in the seventh, really. And then the eighth, he just unloaded everything. I thought he was going to get the finish. Um, you know, after the seventh round, I thought I was like, oh man, hopefully that wasn't his best round because if it was, he's going to lose this fight. But then as Davis does, he shows up with his power and he, yeah, he absolutely dominated in the eighth round, knocked him down twice and just kind of from there on, put him on, put it on him. I think he took round nine off. That's why Barrios won it. Uh, and then ten, you just saw him just put it right back on Barrios. You were like, oh, maybe Barrios is making a comeback. Nope, no, he was not. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like what's for him. Um, I know there's the. Uh, You know, King Ryan, he could fight him. Uh, Lomachenko fights at 135. You know, they all they all fight at that same kind of division. Uh, I know he moved up to 140, but, you know, what is he going to do? It's just an interesting storyline. Um, <clears throat> but both fights were, were really good. The Davis one was very entertaining. Uh, it was a very good fight. Uh, Lomachenko, because if you like Lomachenko, you would have loved that fight. You love the fight, obviously, because just from, from, you know, the first bell, opening bell, Lomachenko just was putting it on him. I mean, this guy was just a punching bag, essentially, for Lomachenko. Um, and, uh, you know, he got a couple good body shots on Lomachenko, but that's about it. Uh, and Davis, you know, this one was interesting because it looked like he was going to lose, and then all of a sudden just turns it on. Game changer. That's what power is, man. It's just a true game changer. Um, Any last thoughts? No. Uh, subscribe to the show. Again, just merch in the bio. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, anyways. Um, Y'all have a good one, and thanks for stopping by.